Welcome to your classical story time. I'm Andrea with an Irish story about Nora Mavorning and the Fairy Queen. Once upon a time in Ireland, there lived a little girl named Nora. Her home was a small thatched cottage at the foot of a mountain, at the edge of a forest so deep that the sun could only peek inside a few hours of the day, and at night you could only catch glimpses of the starry sky. This forest was a popular meeting place for fairies. little folk would gather every night in the meadow and dance among the shamrocks. Nora had heard about the fairies from her grandmother and her mother, but she had never seen the little folk herself. This was because fairies only show themselves to two kinds of people those who believe in them, and those who need them. Nora believed in the fairies all right, but she had never needed them, until now. You see, Nora was a gloomery kind of girl. What's gloomery then? Well, it's a sort of a sad, crying feeling. The kind where, even if no tears fall from your eyes, you can still feel the crying deep in your bones. No one in her family had ever seen Nora smile. One day, Nora took a walk into the deep woods and was feeling even more gloomery than usual, even though it was a beautiful sunny day. And the fairies knew that she needed them. She stopped to rest inside a little circle of silver birch trees. She sat on the blanket of leaves and moss that covered the forest floor and leaned against the largest birch tree. She was just starting to nod off to the sound of a robin singing when she thought she heard a tapping. It was coming from inside the tree. She pressed her ear against the tree and heard a small voice, like the echo of water falling on a mossy stone. It was no louder than the sound of a birch leaf falling from a branch. Nora looked hard at the tree, and sure enough, right at the level of her heart was a little wooden key. She turned the key, and what do you think happened? Out stepped a tree fairy. This fairy was about the size of a bird, dressed all in green, except for a lovely red cloak, which made Nora think she looked like a robin. Nora Mavorning, which means my darling. I've been noticing that you seem a bit sad lately, for no reason that anybody knows. 
Let's see if we can't do something to make you feel happy again. How about you walk with me through Fairyland? And she gestured invitingly at the open door in the silver birch tree. Nora was overjoyed, but soon she became sad again when she realized she was far too large to fit through that tiny door. The red and green fairy said, Ah, don't worry. We'll just make you a bit smaller. Close your eyes then. The fairy crushed a birch leaf into powder in her hands, then gently blew the dust over Nora's head. When Nora opened her eyes, she was no bigger than the fairy, and she was standing inside the doorway in the birch tree. They went through the door and walked down and down and down a lot of winding stairs. Their path was lit only by small windows in the bark of the tree that Nora had never noticed before and could never find afterwards. They came to a place with a brighter light. Nora could see that they were at the bank of a pond near her cottage, except they were under the surface of the water, looking up. They got into a wee boat, no bigger than a leaf, and began sailing across the pond, still beneath its surface. They were on their way to see the Fairy Queen. They arrived on the other side to find a palace with a golden floor and silver walls and tapestries the color of rainbows. Oh, and the Queen! She had wings like the most beautiful butterfly, a dress made of the morning, and a face like sunshine. By chance, it was the Queen's birthday, which is when the Queen bestowed honors on her various subjects. Nora and her tree fairy stood in the background to watch the ceremony. All around the throne were fairy gentlemen dressed like beetles and dragonflies and ladies with long gowns that looked like the light on a waterfall. But to Nora's amazement, all the little folk who came forward to receive the honors were dressed like plain workers. One was honored for watering the grain field. Another for keeping a roadside safe for travel. Yet another for protecting the lilies from frost. 
As each little person came forward, the trumpet sounded in triumph, and a gold star was pinned on each new knight's coat. And then, Nora herself was presented to the Fairy Queen. said nothing, but gently lifted Nora's chin and looked deeply with her wise, kind eyes into Nora's nervous, sad ones, and smiled. Then the queen kissed her daintily on each cheek. Suddenly, Nora found herself back in the forest glade with the birch trees waving in the breeze. Her heart was light and she ran home all the way to tell her mother and grandmother what had happened. Her mother said, I think Nora has been dreaming. But grandmother said, no. I think our little Nora Mavornine has had her eyes open today. Look at that smile. Nora was smiling, showing off two little dimples where the fairy queen had kissed her. And forever after, if anyone kissed Nora on those two dimples, or even looked at them, she would break into a sweet, sweet smile, and was never gloomy again. The end. Thanks for listening to your classical story time from APM, American Public Media.